This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guests are my friends from the 3M Scotch brand with some exciting new inventions in the world of packaging. We've got Marsha Popa and Tom Corrigan. How are you guys? Great. Great. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Thanks for being on the show. This has been a long time coming. I've been talking about your product on TikTok and LinkedIn for a long time. I think it's a really cool innovation in the world of packaging, especially sustainable packaging, which is why you're on this show. Let's talk about you. Tell me about yourselves. Tell me what your title is and a little bit about your backgrounds. All right. I can start. I'm Marsha Popa and I'm a packaging engineer by trade and packaging nerd, self-professed. I went to Michigan State for packaging. I've always worked in packaging my whole career. And now I am the application engineer for Scotch Brands Package Protection Products. And I'm Tom Corrigan. I'm an inventor of technology and products here at 3M. Been here a long time, worked all over the company and invented the cushion lock technology and the product and just love working with amazing people like Marsha here in the company. It seems like an incredible company. I know it's got a long history of amazing inventions like post-it notes, for example, things that affect us all that we maybe don't realize. But Tom, can you tell us how this invention came to be? Sure, sure. Uh, so just as the genesis of the of the cushion lock product itself, I had been in the, uh, you know, working in the corporate labs like this was like over a decade ago, working on some fundamental technology to take flat sheets of material and make them more conformable so they could drape over complex surfaces. And the way I did that was by creating slit patterns in these sheets. And that's something we like to call kirigami. You've probably heard of origami, which is folding of paper, like as an art form. Kirigami is cutting and then folding. So kind of inspired by that, I had been working this area. And then two of my colleagues that were I had already known from earlier in my career but we're in the Scotch group here in the Scotch lab, Patrick and Manoj, they came and we were kind of chatting one day and they said they were working on trying to develop a new packaging, package production product. That was like a new growth area within the Scotch division. And that kind of led to a, an actual sabbatical from the corporate labs. I came into the Scotch group, spent a year just like playing with like creating patterns and doing cool stuff, collaborating with people. And, uh, but the real, the real, kernel of inspiration came sort of out of the blue in in July 4th weekend of 2019. I was up in northern Minnesota hanging on a hammock at a lake (laughs) and just suddenly realized the way that I could modify the pattern so that regions of the flat sheet would rotate fully 90 degrees. So again, they start flat, but they rotate up. And that is what I call a folding wall kirigami pattern, which is the foundation. It's really the foundation of cushion lock so that when you pull on this stuff, you get these regions that are fully, you know, sticking vertical. They had been flat, but then they pop up and they become vertical. And so basically assembled a great team, got lots of other people on board, some really cool Jenny and Jen from the marketing and Caleb and Claims and did some cool manufacturing work, built a bunch of prototypes, got some internal senior leaders as champions who were kind of helping us uh, march stuff forward. And then within two years, we'd already kind of started. So like by 
by the end of 2021, we were already doing soft sales and kind of testing the market. And now 2022, we've just been kind of getting started and, and building it, building from there. Amazing. And well done. It's, a, it's an exciting story. And it's, it's really cool to hear when something is organic like that. And it, and it seems like it was invented kind of thinking about nature. I see the honeycomb pattern behind you. And that's what I think of when I see that material extended. It was, was beehives on, <laughs> on your mind when you, when you invented it? Yeah, you know, it's funny. It is, it is, it certainly has that look. And there is something fundamental about the strength. Like you say, you think about biomimetics as a thing in the, in the industry. People talk about trying to engineer materials that work in ways that are inspired by nature. And certainly that is, that's absolutely an element that the, the art of Kirigami and just like I say, having the time culturally within 3M to really, I had a full year to just like play with creating something, which is an amazing opportunity with all the, the materials and everything I needed. So, so, so absolutely. Yep. And then when it came down to it as an engineer, I was really looking for that, getting us something that rotated fully 90 degrees and that, that folding wall is kind of the magic. If you think you wouldn't build a fence slanted at like, you know, a 45 degree angle, you'd build a fence, you want it to be vertical. And if you built a fence and it zigzags like this, most people know that that would actually be a really strong fence. And that's exactly what this is. And then, you know, one of the enhancements, adding the little finger like projections on the top allows it, it's very conformable. You wrap it around an object. So you have like layer upon layer of these folded walls that are very strong, absorb a lot of energy. And then these fingers that give it additional loft and also interlock with itself. So you don't need scissors or tape to, to use the material. You just wrap it around an object, fill the space, maybe compress it a little in the box, and it, it does a great job of protecting items. I agree. It's been very easy to use. I've been doing lots of demonstration videos. The, the first TikTok I made has over 6 million views, and people are interested. Oh. <laughs> they are very interested in what you're doing. So well done. And you. would you say that this is a replacement for plastic bubble? Yeah, so that's definitely one of the biggest sustainability benefits over, you know, that we have over bubble. And we sell bubble. Scotch has cushion wrap bubble, but our president has even said he'd rather not sell it in the future, you know, if we can replace it with this. So it's not only that this is 100% recycled paper to begin with, and that's the only input, the only raw material in it that then gets cut. So it's 100% recycled and paper versus the plastic that is maybe store drop recyclable. You know, people probably aren't taking that bubble back to stores to recycle it because they can't curbside recycle it usually. And then it's just such space savings too. So like you did in one of your, your features was, you know, one truck of truckload of our thousand foot cushion lock would be the equivalent of 10 trucks of, you know, standard 316 bubble. So just that transport, so the LCA type benefits of it, and then just storage space for anybody that's using it as well. They don't have to have a whole wall of bubble in their, you know, home office or mail room or whatever, or in inventory. So it also is a good replacement for one of our, some, or our competitors that we've kind of amped it up or for Tom's technology has made it. He said, you know, he's got some things that are a little different with those mm-hmm. fingers and just that 90 degree turn. Ours lofts more, expands thicker, and then it also interlocks better, is more conformable than what we're seeing in most others out there. And most others are what we're seeing, you know, 40% recycled content versus 100% recycled content. And then we took it all the way through in that For the curbside recycling of ours, where I talked about, you know, store drop for the other, 
our curbside recycling, I've tested it with a local manufacturing recycling facility or municipal recycling facility. There has different terms for it, but the MRF, the MRFs. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, you know, shredded paper from like office and copy paper and things like that is usually not good to go through the recycle system because it doesn't sort out well. It goes all over. This kind of looks like shredded paper, but it stays together. So we tested it. They also were concerned that maybe if it is in its, you know, blob form or in a shape, it would go and think it's maybe like a rigid, a can or a bottle. But right. we, I sent them a big box of it and they were happy to see that it's sorted out through their system. They're like, we'd love to see this instead of um, the plastic bubble or film type things that then end up getting stuck on their conveyors and rollers and cause a lot of downtime. So this, and then they were going to share it with their like consortium of MRFs to, to kind of raise awareness and, and share the good news, I guess, with everybody. So it is yeah. good news. It's exciting that there's a new product on the market. That's a sustainable option. I got to visit a MRF in Atlanta. It was at the Sustainable Packaging Coalition event last week. It was amazing to see the materials go down the line and the, the workers and the robots sorting and uh, paper and OCC were one of the most recycled items because they're, I think, easiest to identify maybe. But uh, like you said, if it's and that's if it's held together. So that's one one thing that really drew me to this product. I've heard the performance is also very stellar, Marcia. You've been dropping this from three stories up with eggs inside. Is that true? Yep. So we did an egg drop uh, early on. Actually, probably it was in 2020 when we were, you know, in the midst of COVID, we were able to come in. So Caleb, who uh, Tom referred to as our claim specialist, and you'll meet him over yep. Pack Expo. But we did a drop from third floor of our lab building, and we didn't get any scrambled eggs. So that was good. <laughs> And then we also worked with a 3D printing company as kind of like this customer-inspired innovation. And when we were there, just in working with them, we kind of did a fun thing at the end after we had introduced it to them for a day or so and did a competition. They could pick whatever packaging material they wanted, including ours, and then wrap up an egg and then put it in a box and then throw it through (laughs) their basketball hoop in their receiving area. And it passed that too. So we've done a couple fun things with eggs. But then more seriously, we have done a test protocol that mimics the ISTA 3A, the International Safe Transit Association 3A ship test that simulates small parcel shipments. So maybe like, you know, an Amazon, a USPS, UPS type shipment. So it's very severe. If you're not familiar with it, it's nine drops from a prescribed height based upon size and weight. And then the vibration testing that simulates the truck going down the road and then with top load on it based upon the size of the box. So heavier weight on top of it because in the back of the truck, it would potentially have stuff stacked on it and it different orientations for different sequences. And then another set of drops. And we've done ceramic coffee mugs, glass vases, jars of jelly, olive oil bottles that are like, you know, wine bottle shape size. We've even done some larger things, not in a lot of replicates, but even like a printer that it gets a little bit harder to wrap a printer, (laughs) you know, but so our sweet spot is kind of more in that around up to uh, about 10 pounds, you know, which is a lot of is what people ship. So it's easier to conform around and wrap. And uh, so, yeah, we've done, I had a lot of fun doing some of that type stuff. We do the fun too, right? So, I mean, in addition to the fun stuff and the ISTA testing, we have straight up engineering compression and tension. We're tearing the stuff apart. We're crushing it. 
getting the engineering numbers, looking at it, understanding, comparing it to, to what else is out there. That's all, that's all part of bringing the science of, you know, at 3M and in the Scotch lab here of, to the Kushimok product. It's, it's an impressive company that you work for. And I know that when I, in the last 20 years of, of working in the packaging industry, when I provide a product that's a 3M brand, I know it's going to work. And that's just always been the case. Your testing lab is abusive in, in the right ways. <laughs> so well done. Keep up the good work. And yeah, you, you mentioned there's some new products coming about in this genre. Is there anything you can tell us about yet? Or is this the top secret information? I mean, so like I said, you know, as a lab group, that's our job. We're constantly making up. I mean, within this this family, I mean, this even just within the, the expanding paper, I mean, we, there's so many directions we can go with this. And actually, as, as you know, talking with you and, you know, with Pack Expo coming up, one of the real interests for me as a lab is I'm like, you know, I'm overly optimistic. I'll tell you, I can do anything. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> what, what does the world need, right? Does it need to right. be a little stronger? Does it need to be softer? Does it need to be you know, a different material. We went full on 100% recycled, but we know we can get different per- performance if if there's, you know, tailored markets and different things we need. So right. like I say, I drive people nuts because I'll say, I can, we can do anything. We've got some work on dispensers, way to use it, you know, and, and again, like where, where can it go? So it's, yeah, it's really like, we're just at the beginning of this. And then as 3M as a broad company, we're even taking that basic Kirigami technology and pushing it into other areas unrelated to packaging as well. So oh. It's got some fundamental advantages of that back to that folding wall and deployable materials that can absorb a lot of, take a lot of strength. So we have Exciting. a periodic table that's a specific 3M periodic table. I don't know if you've seen it and it has all sorts of different technologies on it. So maybe eventually Kirigami or something it, will be on be. there because it's, it's technologies that like adhesives and those are used in a lot of different areas and a lot of different products. And so it's like the little kind of sandbox or, you know, toys that we can play with and all the, yep, that you can pull in. So yeah, it's very interesting that we show that a lot. So it's very nerdy sciencey, but (laughs) it's it's got different technologies on it than the standard periodic table. So this, this is a safe space for packaging nerds. I've always supported. (laughs) I know that's, I'm so excited about this. (laughs) Totally self-proclaimed packaging nerds. So yeah, me too. Do you have any material there that hasn't been expanded that we can show the audience uh, in a video? We got the small roll of, you know, flat unexpanded material. I mean, if you want a decent demo, like we said, Marsha can flip the, the yeah. camera around and it'll do, yeah. it'll look a little more magical. Yeah. Like I say, look at this. It's, it does look like regular, you know, paper and, and that, which is always a challenge because if, when people don't understand it, now they're like, well, it's just paper. But, you know, in general, when Marsha does her amazing demos, people are <laughs> like, but once you expand it and then once uh. in person, it's a little more impressive because you can see these these walls are, you know, they're more than a half an inch tall. It had been a few thousands of an inch paper. All of a sudden, boom, it's half an inch tall. And then once you wrap it around and you create these, you sort of built a nest around an object, you know, and which is what I think of these as, you know, it, it really is pretty amazing. But yeah, like I say, that's one of the challenges, especially these large rolls, which I get it, right? So this is a 26 pound roll, right? (laughs) From a distance, it just looks like a roll of of craft paper, probably, right? Yeah, almost just looks like paper towel or something, but there's all these cuts in it that you don't see until you look up closer. So so it's kind of the magic. Yeah, the magic. That's one of the things we really like it. Like you say, at 3M and in our scotch here in our lab, it's like the fact that it looks like it's sort of 
a normal at safe space, then boom, it pops out, expands out of nowhere. You don't need to use scissors or tape to hold it mm-hmm. together. You know, it's got that that magic element. The downside of that is, of course, people don't understand it in the market, right. which is where this this is really valuable to be able to kind of tell the story. I mean, I think we really believe eventually people, once they understand it, they'll be like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. What yeah. I, how did I live without this? It's kind of like the post-it note <laughs> story. Right. Right. No one made that. And now people are like, yeah, I use them all the time. We didn't know we needed it. And, and that's, exactly. uh, you, you solved an issue. And I think the issue is, well, there's several here, but the, the largest issue, I think, immediately, of course, is the sustainability issue. Yes. The second issue, in my opinion, is the space savings. When I go into a warehouse and I see rolls and rolls and bundles and bundles of bubble, I think, oh, my goodness, there's got to be a better way. <laughs> and it's a don't get me wrong. It works. It, it's, a, it's a great product and it's worked for many years and it has its place. But when we can take this 26-pound roll that's this big around and replace it almost an entire bundle, an industrial-sized bundle, that's impressive. And especially for small to mid-sized companies that are really struggling with space today because they've ordered too much materials, <laughs> you know, because they were scared that they weren't going to get them in time. But this is a common issue. Warehouse space has become a premium for sure. We've even heard that some carriers are delaying shipments or causing or charging extra for like the larger, the big boxes of, of bubble and such because it takes up so much room in their trucks. So that, that space saving, like you said, Corey, is a, is a huge thing on many fronts in, in various parts throughout the whole distribution. And the, the pushback I've gotten so far in talking about this is, oh, great. Now you're cutting down trees. And, it, and it, you know, that's an obvious rebuttal. But the answer to that rebuttal is it's made from what? 100%, 100% recycled. That cushion lock is 100% recycled. And, you know, I mean, trees are a sustainable. I mean, that's, you know, that's an important part of it. That we're going we're gonna to have trees. And if you can sustainably forest them and then you need some of that and you're in the supply chain and we're going to live with paper. We have paper. People understand it. And it's a good, we have a great infrastructure for handling it and recycling it. Right. Yeah. So it's the whole circular. So yep. Yeah. So we, we can, we can make it recycled and then we recycle it again. And yep. A quick break for our sponsor this month. Now is the time to go beyond recycling. SmartSol pioneers certified bio-based water-soluble packaging technologies that empower consumers and businesses to effortlessly reduce plastic waste. Our non-toxic materials quickly and completely disperse when combined with water and agitation, thus making them easily recyclable, biodegradable, and even zero-waste. If zero-waste packaging interests you, please contact us today at info at smartsolve.com. And what I'm learning about paper is it can be recycled dozens of times successfully, and you can keep those fibers in play in the industry, and which is exciting because it feels more sustainable. It is more sustainable. I, w- I want to also talk about your dispenser. Your dispenser doesn't require any electricity. It doesn't require a plug-in. It doesn't have a motor. It has just a few ball bearings and a, I mean, can you show us that? Do you have that handy? 
You can do it. You can do it, Tom. Tom's the inventor of the dispenser. That's right. I'll just. Oh, wow. I'll just I put this so we don't get the glitch. So we have the, like I say, the dispenser right here. Beautiful. Like you said, you know, it's it's metal. We got some ball bearings. There are some, yeah. you know, basic rollers there. Little, you know, very elegant design. Attention, yeah, a little tension knob that allows you to make sure you have the appropriate tension so that when you pull it, it expands properly. And it looks like a face, like you did in one of your yeah. podcasts, which was cute. I was like, oh. There yeah, fun. The, so. the the rollers look like eyeballs. So when when yep. you and then the uh, handle looks like a face. <laughs> so, yep, yeah, really that was cute. a good ad. Thank you. There was one other thing I wanted to cover, and then we can you guys can add in any any notes if you want. There was a concern with the weight of the paper, and my experience with it is it's very very light, especially when expanded. Is that have you done any direct testing? We we're trying to get our arms around like how much you use versus and calculators yeah. and even, but a lot of our is showing that you can use we say two and a half times the packing power. Yeah. So, you know, even if this is a little heavier than the same square footage of plastic bubble, you use less of it. So those honeycombs get really large compared to a, a bubble, 316 bubble, you know, cell. So mm-hmm. it offsets it probably. So if you use, you know, more than double of bubble, even though bubble is really light, <laughs> the weight isn't really something. So for that, you know, shipping costs and things like that is probably where you're getting to. So you can use less layers of this to offset that, that potential weight difference, but really it is still pretty light. Yeah. I mean, when you think about just your, the goal is to, you're putting an object perhaps in a box and you want to protect it. You know, we create this nest, which is by design, mostly air and with this structure around it. And then again, you know, plastic bubble is kind of doing the same thing. People don't always even package things properly. They don't, you know, ideally you'd have two, two and a half inches of, of kind of cushioning material around all sides. When you do that in most, in most reasonable States, like, I mean, yeah, we, we, we're trying to get some numbers on exactly how much it is, but relative to the box itself and to the objects you put in it, you know, the material is like negligible if it's, but, but again, people do care about those numbers. So it's like coming up. I mean, the fact is, you know, the, the paper is generally less dense than, you know, or, you know, weighs less, volumetrically than than PET or what have you. But again, we have to kind of do the science to come up with a, a firm number on like how much more it yeah. actually weighs. But but when it comes down to like I said, the actual shipping cost and the it's sort of it really is down in the in the noise relative to the corrugated box and whatever you're putting in it. Yep. And then we talked about a little bit, I think Tom said early on, and I don't know if it really fits here, but the conformability like when you're wrapping with this versus the other maybe competitive paper expanding wrap plastic bubble for sure you can really you know get like 360 coverage turn it and twist it around spiral it if it's a longer bigger item where if you're using bubble you probably are only rolling in one direction then you need to take cut it, it find those curves yeah. tape it <laughs> then when you when whoever gets it to unwrap it, I always feel like, okay, now I have to cut it, unroll it. Maybe I'll drop it out. It might slide out the end, um, right. depending on what it is. And so just that conformability and immobilizing it also versus like an air pillow or peanuts that just kind of fill void. We could use this as void fill, but this really keeps it immobilized and captured so it can't hit each other or hit the edges or get to an edge or bottom of the shipper. Um, yeah. So there's just so much, but then yet yeah, so easy to just tear open, throw in your curbside recycling yeah. and I mean, be good to go. And I like to think there's, I mean, there's sort of two options because we've seen both as, as Marcia said, you have this nested object, 
the ideal is the center of your box, right? So by creating this nest around it, you're floating in the safest possible spot in the middle, protected from all directions. But when it comes to opening it up, uh, sir, there's two solutions. One is the impatient people, which might be me. And you can literally just grab it, <laughs> right? You can tear it apart and get in there. Right. But we have also seen there are people, believe it or not, there are people who like are patient, mom, probably. patient enough to ask, <laughs> you know, you can, you can unroll it. So I've sent things to people and they've, you know, like I sent a, a coffee roaster in for repair wrapped in this and it came back in the material itself. They, awesome. they just, re, they unwound it. They repaired it and they sent it back. So, I mean, you certainly can reuse it, which is great. That just adds to the right reuse, reuse, recyclable then when you're finally done with it. So, and some of that to the, you know, I talked a little bit about void fill with air pillows and things like that. I actually usually try and train on making it a little bit bigger than your box in one dimension so that it actually gets kind of squished in there, compressed, Mm -hmm. maybe a more technical term. So then you don't have to fill the whole like length of the box because it's going to stay immobilized in the middle of the box by just that friction or tension of it being a little bit bigger, a little bit compressed. So it works really well in just being able to simply wrap it, put it in there and you're ready to go. That's one of the strengths of cushion lock. Well said. We call that blocking and bracing. We talk about that quite a bit in the world of packaging at Landsberg Aurora, but I'm excited to meet you guys at uh, Pack Expo. Any big plans for Pack Expo at the at the booth? you? Yeah. You what else about? is there? That's, yeah, not, that's right. why we're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll well, be my have, honor. Well, we're going to have demos, obviously, so people can touch and feel it because that's really the seeing it and then touching it and feeling it. You know, I do a ton of virtual demos because of COVID. This all started in. People see like my arms from here on down. You got to see it when we did one with you. But I, so there's a wow factor you usually see with that. Now that I'm getting to do more live demos, there's a real wow factor and people want to touch it and play with it. And they have all these ideas. Um, So I think that'll be great to have so many people, all these packaging nerds wanting to look at it and see it. And so hopefully we'll get some good. And like Tom said, just some good feedback. Like what else can we do? How can, what can we go to next? This isn't the- What do you still need? Right, right. And keep innovating. Well said. And and there'll be 40,000 of our closest friends there and it'll it'll be an amazing event. So can't wait for Pack Expo. Well, thank you both. It's been an honor. And what's a good way for us to get in touch with you and your team? You go online and through scotchbrand.com and make comments and things like that because the cushion lock is on there. You can search it online and scotchbrand.com and other like Amazon and such. If you just put in that scotch brand cushion lock, protective wrap, some version of that, you can get to it. And then I actually am one that does look at those ratings and reviews for this product and and some of our other products. So you can get to us directly as well. I mean, people, you know, we're not like hiding up here in a cave. Right. We're not that famous. We don't have agents. You don't have to look that hard to find. (laughs) Yeah. That's the next step. I think you guys will need agents and and booking agents. (laughs) We'll see you in movies for sure. Well, thank you both. And, and thank you, Scotch Brand, for sponsoring this episode. We, we are excited to, to tell the world about it. It's an amazing, sustainable packaging option. Thank you both. Great. Right. Thank you, Corey. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive, Mr. Matthew Wright, helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging innovation and sustainability. 
Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.